Now it's time for the morning coffee with my daddy, the motivator, Jazzy G, on Power Me Up Radio, talk 24-7. Good morning, good morning, good morning, my soul motivators. It's yours truly, your morning man, the motivator, Jazzy G. And... Motor, so motivated. I got a special guest today. I told you all week long on Phenomenal Women's Week, and I have another phenomenal woman. She's a rapper turned educator, but she's still a rapper, still doing her thing. And she's she's from the group Son of Berserk and the No Self Control Band. I know you remember them in the '90s doing their thing. You know what I'm saying? And She's an educator now in the Roosevelt School District on Long Island. And I got her here today to talk with you, beloveds, about her path, her journey, and how she got started and got things going. So without further ado, I want to introduce to you the one and only Cassandra Jackson Middleton, better known in the music industry as Half Pint. How you doing, Miss Jay? I'm doing well. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. I thank you. I truly appreciate that you're on the morning coffee and, um, you know, taking out your, your time because I know you have a busy schedule and all. And, well, that was a and, great intro. I couldn't say no. <laughs> <laughs> but but I, I really, I truly appreciate you being here because your story and your path is a great story for my listeners and my soul motivators. I call my listeners soul motivators because they're the ones. My show, The Morning Coffee, is not about just motivating you to get you going and rah, rah, rah on you. It's about motivation, inspiration, transformation. So I call mm-hmm. it the new MIT. So you learn a little something when you come on The Morning Coffee. So you're the perfect person to be on here for uh, history, um, Women's History Month because you're an educator. And you come from the hip hop world, which you and I both come from. Yes. So it, it's perfect. So tell my soul motivators who is Half Pint, how Half Pint got started in the hip hop industry, and, and how you, you took your journey from being a rapper to an educator. And just let them know and let them know all about Half Pint. All right. Well, I'm half pint from Son of Berserk featuring no self-control in the band. Um, I've always been hip hop from, you know, day one, just listening to music and absorbing all different genres of music and knowing that we uh, we we actually created some form of culture that allows us to have our voice. And I want to shout out to the pioneers who set that off and gave me a path to follow and create my own little lane and being able to find my voice. Um, like I said, I've always been hip hop, you know, back in the days when you're in school, you're in the lunchroom, you're banging on the tables, you, the mm-hmm. back of the bus and you battling, yes. playing the dozens, you yeah. know, we we're always trying to figure out how to entertain ourselves at the same time, enjoying music. And, you know, when hip hop, when when rap in itself came into fruition, that that was part of the process, and it was the, you know, you going from, you know, disco, funk, and all the things that your parents were listening to, to actually creating something of your own. So, um, you know, the evolution of that kind of put us put me in the pathway of in preparation for being a part of this particular group. Um, 
you know, when I was in high school, you know, we would always talk about, you know, finding your path, finding your voice. And I played basketball when I was in high school. So that was my vehicle and my um, my tool to use to get me, you know, to where I wanted to be. So I thought, you know, I'm 5'2", but I thought I was going to be the first <laughs> woman in the NBA, not the WNBA, because they didn't have that then. But I'm thinking right. I'm going to be the first woman in the NBA. And as such, you know, I played ball in college. Um and when I was home on my fresh, going into my sophomore year, me and my friends, every summer we'd be at Centennial Park playing. Even when we didn't, they didn't give us a league, we had enough people we could play all day long. And, right. um, you know, most of the tournaments that were happening were for the guys, but because it was so many of us and we were doing our thing, everybody would tend to watch us there, you know, instead of watching the guys tournament, because we, we were just that much more exciting. Thank you very much. But <laughs> um, in the midst of playing in the summer of, was was 90 the sum of 90 I um was playing with my friends and you know I, we trash talk that's what we do we were playing against some guys and yeah. you know putting it on them doing our thing and um I was on the sidelines at this time and I was talking junk and uh, this guy comes up to me and was like yo you sound like you can make records I'm like yeah I, whatever He's like, no, no, I'm seriously, listen, I'm putting a group together. I produce, you know, Public Enemy. And, um, you know, I just finished producing Bill Bill DeVoe's album. And, you know, this and this and that. And mind you, you know, everybody in Long Island knows Public Enemy. Everybody grew up on that. Right. They have been um, an intricate piece prior to me being in the group. Um, You know, Flav was a regular at my house with my family. The guys in in my group, they were family friends, constantly always at my house. I just didn't know, because they're older than me, exactly what they were doing because I was, like, in my own lane playing the basketball. So I kind of would listen to music and hip-hop, be a part of it, write my stuff, but not necessarily concentrating on that because I was already in college and playing ball, like I said. But, um, so, you know, he was like, let me get your number, you know, and, um, I'm serious. I was like, yeah, I, whatever. But I gave him my (laughs) number and I was like, yeah, I will see what happens. And so the next day he came to my house, he talked to my grandparents because I was underage and was like, you know, really wanted to be in this group and da da da. So my grandparents were like, what do you want to do? I was like, I'll do it, you know, because it couldn't hurt. And at the very least, I would be in the studio doing something that I thought, was something that would just pass me by because, again, being immersed in hip hop, you're listening to it, you're, you're you're engaging in it, you're participating in the in the love of listening and and all the elements. But actually, to be in a studio and to you know cut a record, that's something that I did not really fathom on that level. Um, but you know, the rest is I went to the studio to Green Street, and then the rest is history. We cut, um, changed the style, which most of it was 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 done, but. Um, being in the studio with the Bomb Squad, that was an experience in itself. Just watching the intricacies and the genius of what they do was a was right. a privilege. It was an honor, but it also was a learning experience. Um, and then, you know, like I said, the rest is history. We we put out the album Berserk, Berserk, Berserk. Um, we went on world tour. We went on our own tours overseas. In the midst of all of that, I still was playing basketball. I still was I'm going to college. Um, I was trying to balance all of those things together. And there mm-hmm. came a time where, um, you know, my coach decided to make a decision for me because I really, you know, I mean, as much as I love the game, I realized that I didn't necessarily have to play in that sector to be happy and to really right. still play the sport that I love. So we ended up, put, you know, going out and on, on the road and everything and, I ended up coming home after the major tour, which was a Apocalypse 91 PE tour. 
And that right. in itself was a learning experience. I mean, I met so many great people, um, the camaraderie, the fellowship and the love that everybody had for each other and the respect that they had for each other, as well as knowing that there were no egos, because at that time you had public, it was, on that tour it was Public Enemy, Kid and Play, um, Ice-T, Ghetto Boys, wow. Bree, Latifah, Light, Naughty by Nature, mm. Tribe Core Quest, Leaders of the New School, Us, and there was no egos. Everybody, you know what I'm saying, they ate together, hung out together, it was a beautiful experience. And, you know, they treated me like I was a little sister. Um, right. you know, when we came back, I, after that tour, I, I came back, we were working on the second, um, the second project. I actually went back to school that following year. And um, when, when I went, went back to school, one of the things I, you know, I, I kind of realized that I, I, I read, I went to school and I went to college because I didn't want to get a regular job. You know, <laughs> I knew that yeah, it was, yeah. Part of my gift was to do education and be an educator, but I didn't really like school. And I realized that the reason why I didn't like school was because there was no reflection of me in what was being taught from the, right. you know, the classes, the textbooks to anything else. There was no reflection of me. And I found that message and the reflection of myself in hip hop. So right. I was able to learn how to merge the two together to create, you know, um, my persona and not just my persona, but also cultivate the gift of education and teaching in the, in the district that I'm in now. So all of those things came together as a blessing to really help me reach the, the goal that I had actually set a long time ago without really knowing it. And, you know, they always, you always, you always told like preparation and opportunity comes together, then you reach success. And that's really yes. what was happening. And I really didn't even realize it in the midst of all those things, because you know, you're just going through the motions and you, you're trying to enjoy every moment, but not really realizing that there's a bigger entity to it. And um, once I came home from undergrad school, I was a teaching assistant while we're still, you know, trying to figure out what we were gonna do as a, as a group because the label had folded. Um, and we were trying to figure out what was going to take place. I went back to, got, I was in a, like I said, I was in a teaching assistant in the town that I live in, which is Freeport. And mm -hmm. I had a very, a good teacher you know, that I was working under. Um, she was very receptive, very supportive, um, very caring to the students. But I also realized that, that at that point, these are kids that I should be teaching. These are, you know what I mean? These are not just my relatives, figuratively speaking and literally speaking, but these are these are the populations and the and the groups that I should be working with, and right. so I went back to school, got my master's, and I ended up working the next town over, which is Roosevelt. Um, I thought I was going to do elementary because I was all set, you know, do the one, two, three, and put everything in a wrap yeah. and the whole nine. You know, I had it all worked out, but I think God had a better plan and another plan for me because I ended up working at the high school, and I haven't looked back since. I really haven't. Yeah. And I love what I do because I'm able to really drop those jewels to the young people who um, I work with to give them the information that I, I didn't get when I was at that level and at that age. I mean, right. I had the I had the opportunity to be a part of a system, a basketball system in, um, a school, in the school of um, Freeport called the Lady Devils, where we really found family, fellowship, camaraderie and sisterhood under the guy, uh, under the tutelage of um, the late Ernest J. Kite Jr. Um, rest in peace because he just passed away mm -hmm. and Miss Lin Linda Hendrickson. And they made us realize that 
not only are you going to excel in athletics, but you're going to be a scholar athlete where your education right. is at the forefront. And then that the basketball will be the tool to let you get to the doors and open those doors that you couldn't open otherwise. And that's what I've been trying to show the young people in the school that I work with now and giving them the opportunity to, to learn what I've been taught and pass those things down. I'm, a, I'm definitely a child of the village. I am definitely a product yeah. of the village. And my village was so close-knit. They were so supportive. Um, right, wrong, and indifferent. I knew that I was around, I was surrounded by some great people who were going to make sure that I did nothing but succeed. Well, that's great. Now, now, I, I know you you uh, have an education program, which is like a hip hop education program, one on one. Right. But before we get into that, before we get into that, Jay. I want you to, to talk a little bit more about the people that got you started in hip hop. You mentioned the bomb squad. Now for my listeners that don't know exactly the bomb squad is, I want you to explain it to them and, and how the bomb squad made it possible. Cause they, they may have heard of them knowing that they're the producers of public enemy and ice cube right. and Dougie fresh, but you know, just give them a little, little background on that and then fast forward Absolutely. Into, your, into your program. Um, Bomb Squad, they were Spectrum back in the days in Roosevelt. They were the mobile DJs, KG, um, Keith, Hank, Keith and um, Hank Shockley, Eric Vietnam Sadler, Chuck D, Bill Stephanie. You had a, uh, they were actually going to, you know, throwing parties in different community um, centers. I mean, that was back in the day where you had variety shows and you had young people that would go to these um, these community centers and, ha and, and have a party, you know? This is where hip hop started to emerge in other places, especially the city where, in, in the Bronx where it was actually cultivated. And um, it came out to Long Island where we actually had our own swag. And what ended up happening is that as they um, started to, um, to get into the mainstream of the, of the, and sign the deal with Public Enemy, um, they ended up branching out and reaching out to all the artists that they worked with in Long Island to actually mm -hmm. create almost like a Motown, so to speak, where all those right. artists would come together, they'd work together, they produce together, they create you know music that has been classic and etched into um, Long Island and global hip hop in general and specifically. So. Um, they are now Rock and Roll Hall of Famers and that yes. uh, um, Public Enemy. But Bomb Squad went on to produce not just Public Enemy, not just us, my group, um, Ice-T, I mean, excuse me, not Ice-T, Ice, Ice, Cube, um, Ice Cube, Mary J. Blige. I mean, any group you named that was out in the 90s that had some hot music, you can best assure that um, the Bomb Squad was definitely a part of that and took a piece of that. And they left yes. an indelible piece um, and mark on hip hop, but music as a whole, and they're still doing their thing. Um, and 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 to be a part of that movement in which they started to cultivate and create their own mark, that in itself was an experience. And I and I really appreciated the love they showed me and what I learned from them because they definitely were like mad geniuses in the lab, you know. <laughs> and right. and just to 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 see a finished product after what they were, you know, how they were putting things together, that in itself was like. 
I, I can't even tell you. I can't even explain it in words. You know, <laughs> like again, when you're in the midst of it, you don't really realize, like, yo, you you are seeing history being made. You know, it didn't do yes, on me that. Yes, I just figured, ah, you know, I'm just going to the studio, man. I, I can't go <laughs> this place. I gotta go to the studio. I gotta do this, or either, you know, man, I'm about to go to the studio. But just watching them and learning from them, laughing with them, joking with them, and being right. a part of a movement that was much bigger than myself. And anything that I could imagine, um, it was unbelievable. I, I've, I've gone places right. and done things that I never thought that I would be, be able to do in probably only in my wildest dreams. Um, but because of hip hop and because of the connections and because of the the, the sisterly um, vibe that I, I put off and 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 put on and and the brotherhood that they gave me, they showed me, and the love they showed me, it, it actually. You know, again, it has a strong part of why and who I am right now. Yeah, that's why I wanted you to go back and give give that detail, because now we can fast forward to you now and dealing with you as an educator, because having that experience, you bringing that experience to your students today and giving them that, those lessons at the same time and make, connecting those dots with hip hop and education and and lessons. So I want you to talk more about that and also um, talk more about your, because also Soul Motivators, uh, Half Paint is a podcaster herself and she's part of a podcast um, that's that's, uh, 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 Justice for Hip Hop. Right, Hip Hop for Justice. Hip Hop for Justice, I I, I knew that, Hip Hop for Justice. So I want you to just break all that down to my soul motivator. Right. So once I once I, I kind of I started teaching, I kind of as much as I loved hip hop, the business part kind of got to the point where I could not be in that realm because of mm-hmm. you know whatever was taking place. And we know that when you when you're dealing with business and you have a love for something and business and politics takes place, it kind of taints your view on it. So you know as I immerse myself in teaching and 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 being an educator, I I continue to use hip hop as a tool in the classroom as in modalities, but also as part of who I am to make sure I reach the kids because they're part of the hip hop generation. So I wanted to make sure that I give right. them the information and educate them about the pioneers and what hip hop was about through all the elements at the same time, empowering them with the tools they need from hip hop to help cultivate their basic academic skills so they can apply them to real life. So all those yeah. things seem to just kind of come together organically. You know, we would talk, you know, when I, when I was teaching English, you know, I would teach them, we would do critical lens essays. And in the midst of those essays, we'd break them down. And then I showed them how to create a verse out of that. You know, um, yeah. we do poetry okay. on a daily basis to where it was about finding their voice. And then finding their voice, it didn't have to make sense to anybody else but themselves. And as my gift to them at the end of the year, I would come take all of their poetry and put it in a book for them that I bind it and gave it to them as a labor of love to let them know that this is where they were and this is where they are. And they could always look back on it as a reference to say how, see how much they've evolved and, and the growth that they've had amongst themselves with the social and emotional um, learning, as well mm-hmm. as the academic piece of their writing skills and being able to articulate their ideas on paper. And then also orally where they would have to you know, perform yeah. and, you know, they would have to, when we were doing Shakespeare, they'd have to memorize a stanza of, you know, Shakespeare and then put it in their own words. So there were so many different ways to 
use hip hop as a tool to teach them because it was part of who they were automatically. And then now I'm taking what who they are and what they love and I'm showing them how it can be infused and be a part and a tool of what their learning experience was gonna be about. And that was important because right. again, if I can't reach you, I can't teach you. So I have to be able to make sure that my whatever we do as educators is culturally responsive, it's non-judgmental, but it's also empowering so that they can always apply it somewhere else. And given those tools, right. it shouldn't be something that we dangle in their faces as if it's and, and then and then swipe away because we feel like we want to make it a little bit, you know, we want to we want to play games with them. We want to challenge them. We want to make them analytical thinkers. We want to make them problem solvers and life learners, but we have to do it in a manner that's respectful to them, but also responsive and culturally and structurally competent enough to show them that they are powerful, they are resilient, and they're worth the time and effort to make sure that they get what they deserve. And using those tools empowered them to where when they went out to graduate, they've become some great mothers, fathers, um, entrepreneurs, um, uh, metal, in the medical field, in the health field, in the yeah. educational field, and they were able to now see themselves as they continue to grow as being more than just the problem kids or the kids that were being written off or the ones that nobody paid attention to because they felt like they, um, you know, people felt like they didn't deserve it. They were much more than that. They realized that they did deserve it and that they can take ownership on who they are and dictate the narrative from that point on, which is what we have to do with hip hop. Dictate the narrative, preserve the culture, and then also share that information with those who are willing to accept the responsibility of respecting what was built so long ago out of the ashes and out of the, you know, out of the the burning of, of, of the Bronx and out of the midst of the civil yes. rights movement and the black liberation movement to just find a voice and, and some validity in their existence. And that's really what we see happening in the education with our young people, especially young people of color in the educational realm, because they don't feel like they belong. They don't feel like they matter because they're not in the lessons. They're not, their history is not being told to them with true intentions of empowerment. So hip hop allows me to help them find their voice and put them in that position. Yes, yes, I love it. Phenomenal, phenomenal. And my soul motivators, I told you she's a phenomenal woman. <laughs> and this is why I wanted to bring Miss J on here because the, the connection between hip hop and education and the hip hop was always that information like you know we always talk about the four elements of hip-hop but we we don't really talk about that fifth element of hip-hop which is that knowledge of entrepreneurship yes, knowledge is so you know hip-hop had to do it on his own right because hip-hop had to do it on its own no one you know no one did it right. for us like you know grandmaster Cass said that hip-hop didn't invent anything it reinvented absolutely everything. and and that's and that's exactly what hip-hop is about and that's what today's education is about so that's why i wanted you to actually break that down and and also miss j i want you to talk about uh hip-hop for justice and, and what is that exactly and and where is it going and, and who can get yes hip-hop for justice is a coalition that was created out of the out of the tragedy of the killing of mario woods in san francisco by the um police department in san francisco and when that when that death happened, it was actually 
um, right, maybe a couple of weeks before or within that set, that time frame of the um, the uh, the Super Bowl Fifty when they had it there. So in the right before that, not too long before that was happening, you had this um, this brother who was mentally ill who was trying to get home, you know, but instead of um, you know the police department calling social service or trying to de-escalate the situation, they actually formed a firing squad in a sense, and they actually killed him. Um, if you watch, and it's and actually it's, it's posted on YouTube, and this killing led to the community in the uproar, as they as the police department tried to sweep it under the rug, and the you know the media tried to act like it never happened because they they were looking at the bigger picture in their minds of the fact that tourists and people would be coming in here, and that would affect their money. So what you had was right. the the um, Mario Woods for Justice um, coalition that got started with the family members. With the family members as well as the um, the Nation of Islam and and the community members, and they started trying to hold accountable the police or the police department. Um, and in the midst of that, they also went to um, deciding uh, Brother Miles Muhammad, who is um, the one of the forerunners of the of, of the Hip Hop for Justice. He decided to tap into the resources of the hip hop artists and say, "Listen." This is what's happening in our community. So before there was a Black Lives Matter movement, there was a Justice for Mario's Woods. There was a Tamir Rice, you know, just for Tamir Rice. There was a Justice for, you know, Trayvon Martin. Mm -hmm. And then there was a Hip Hop for Justice that was answering that call to say, you know what? We need to do something. We're in a position where people can hear us. So we have to spread out. We have to spread the news about what's happening in our community. And this is nothing new. But it's something that continues to happen, and we're in a position now where we can do something about it. And Hip Hop for Justice emerged where we were trying to do is we're trying to educate um, the masses about the police brutality, the inequalities that are going on in our community, but also bridging the gap between the young people and the pioneers of hip hop and the elders to create a strong infrastructure to rebuild the community so that this way we can empower each other and have a strong foundation for a solid, unified community and people. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you, Ms. J. And, and each day on the morning coffee, we have a theme. And, and today, matter of fact, being that it's Friday, this is Freedom Friday, and, and that's perfect what you just talked about and spoke about. And, and, and education is definitely a key to freedom. Absolutely. So it's Freedom Friday today, and having the phenomenal woman of, of Ms. Cassandra Jackson Middleton, a.k.a. Half Paint. And uh, I so thank you, Ms. J. I call her Ms. J, y'all, because what, what? I, I know her from the high yes. school, and, and, and I... You know, they, my soul motivators know I, I used to be TA president and all those things. And, and my wife is, is, is works in the, that's in the not, that, that is all. the most beautiful sister ever who can light up a room with her smile. And I love her so much. And I thank her for introducing me to you. But I also, yes, I also yes. wanted to talk, if you don't mind, real briefly about the Classroom Hip Hop 101 with, with Dr. On, Blizzard. Go on. And this is the show that yes, I produced with a about. former principal that I used to work with. And this, the Classroom Hip Hop 101, when we talk about, and as the host, he what he does is he talks about um, pedagogies as well as instructional tools, using hip hop as those things to bridge the gap and to educate um, young people and close the educational gap by using hip hop 
as part of the 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 tools to empower them. Um, every it, it's a monthly show. We um, have guests on the show that are educators, that are hip hop artists, and they talk about their experiences in hip hop, but also their experiences in school and how hip hop had saved them in a way to move them to become successful. So those shifts that are occurring in their lives happen because of hip hop, but education or the lack of played a real part in why and how they made it very a, con a very conscious decision to use hip hop to move forward to find their voice. And there are educators who are part who who participate in the show as as guests talk about how they use hip hop in the classroom or their love for hip hop and how it just is organic that they can connect with the students because of the culture and the responsiveness that takes place in us acknowledging who we are and what we where we come from and what our um what our what our, our gifts are and then cultivating those things. And I think that the you know hip hop for justice as well as the classroom for hip hop for one on one definitely allows and connects those dots so that this way right. you have something that is yours, something that is tangible and something that you can relate to because we don't see that on a larger scale in school districts or in school, in, in classrooms in itself, because they may not have, right. or they may not be a part of that culture or they may not understand it, or they may listen to the music, but not be a part of it. Cause you could be a rapper and not be hip hop, you know? Right. And that's exactly. the bit. And, and sometimes that's the biggest misconception that young people have because they have not been taught the history of hip hop. And that's why I right. like to make sure that I, I engage in them and I do give them the history so they understand that. Yeah, now it's a billion dollar business. But what you not everybody that you see rapping is a part of hip hop and you must preserve the culture, dictate the narrative and make sure that you know who the pioneers and who the important people are and what are the contributions and how it came to pass and those important events that took place before somebody else starts dictating the narrative to you. Because we see that starting to happen as people looking at record sales as opposed to content and substance. Right, exactly, exactly. And, and also, Ms. J, I want you to talk about, because uh, in the beginning of the show, uh, I know you listeners, you heard a song in the beginning of the show, and it's called Real Hip Hop. That is actually uh, Half Pint's new song. And I want you to talk a little bit about this song and also where uh, my soul motivators can find you, where they can tap into um, Hip Hop for Justice, um, how they can be a part of the uh, uh, Hip Hop Classroom 101. Just lay it all out, and the floor is yours, Miss J, so people can know where to contact you and contact uh, you through those organizations. Okay. Um, Real Hip Hop was a song that's on the compilation album of True Group All-Stars, All the 2020 True um, Compilation Project. Um, True Group All-Stars, they are an amazing record label. Um, the executives on that label are also artists. And one of the things that we did um, before my single came out was Son of Berserk featuring No Self Control. We collaborated with True Group All-Stars in a song called Skin in the Game that you can find on all major platforms as well. And then um, I did a comp, I did a, a collabo with uh, Tomas Donka, who happens to be the label um, president, CEO, and um, it's called Blood and Concrete. And then I did a, 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 a mm -hmm. collabo with Marla Mace, who happens to also be an executive on True Groove Records um, called Truth, Truth Comes Down. Um, in the midst of, try, of doing those, they were like, do you want to do a solo song? I was like, sure, why not? And um, 
the <laughs> the uh, producer of the song is also an executive on True Groove All Stars record um, label. His name is Touchy Feely. He sent me the track, and I'm like, oh, this is booming, you know. And I had something <laughs> else written, but because I was listening to the beat, and I'm thinking, I'm like, listen, I gotta, I really want to pay homage to those who started this and gave me the opportunity to have a voice. So when you listen to real hip hop, I'm trying to give some jewels without being preachy. I'm trying to educate and empower without necessarily banging you in the head, but I want to make right. sure that you can move your feet and you can enjoy what you hear. So that's where that song came from. And, and it's on all media platforms, Spotify, iCloud, um, SoundCloud, MixCloud. Um, it's on YouTube, along with, um, on YouTube, you can find um, the Classroom Hip Hop One on One with Dr. Blizzy. Please subscribe and um, watch the show. We have a show coming out this Saturday called um, with the episode about Super Women, where we highlight superintendents, um, women who lead at the highest level of okay. education. Um, I produced that show, um, Hip Hop for Justice. We're we're, we're now um, on YouTube. You can click and subscribe. You can get to the podcast shows prior to us being um, virtual and up to the virtual um, shows that we have, we have on there, very educational, very entertaining. Um, then also you can find real hip hop on YouTube as well. You can find me on Facebook under Cassandra Jackson or my half pint page. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at half pint NSC. And um, I'm looking forward to producing and putting out more work as far as producing more shows, the Classroom Hip Hop 101. I'm looking to, at some point, work on my EP. Um, we're going to probably have another town hall meeting under Hip Hop for Justice where we discuss reactivating the village. And, um, you know, school's about to end. So, I'm, you know, I'm really trying to make sure that my students are focused to finish out the next 12 weeks so they can graduate, move forward, right. move on, move forward in the midst of this pandemic. Because I got to shout them out because they've been showing up and showing out and they've been trying. Yeah. And in the midst of this pandemic, they're still finding a way to get up every morning or roll over and press the, you know, press the, um, you know, the power <laughs> button. But either way, they're still power trying on. in the midst of something that we know nothing about. And to be able to to right. be able to come to school or show up online and do the best that you can in the midst of this pandemic when you don't know what's going to happen from one day to the next or one minute to the next and then realize that you're about to go out into the real world that is that you have not been prepared for because we weren't prepare, really preparing kids for the real world and education before this pandemic right. and now knowing that you're going to exactly. be going out into this world post pandemic and you may have to figure out I got to give the kids a shout out because they've been finding their voice. They've been, you know, creating their own businesses. They've been collaborating with each other. They've been researching. They've been protesting. They've been doing their thing. And this is the, this is where hip hop, mm. you know, has its purpose and showing them how to yes. be advocates, how to be activists, how to collaborate, how to connect and network and how to love, respect, and join together in fellowship under the name of unity and love and peace in hip hop. Yes, yes. Well, I, I thank you, Miss Jade, because that's exactly what is needed right now. And I wanted to bring that energy to the morning coffee because, again, I call this the new MIT with motivation, inspiration, and transformation. I just didn't want this to be a cheerleading show. I wanted this to be a show where people can be educated right. on what's going on today and how they can make a shift in their life how they can make a change in their life. And you're doing it with young people 
to 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 make a new start, you know what I'm saying? And doing it through hip hop, which is brilliant, and, and being that you and I come from the world of hip hop, th- that is what is exactly needed today, especially under the circumstances that we Indeed. have right now. So I applaud you. I applaud you and, and all your endeavors and what you're doing, Ms. Jay. And I thank you again for coming on to the morning coffee and and, and uh, showing your wisdom and, and giving some time here. I definitely and, appreciate um, that. And again, anytime you want to call on me to come through, you all you got to do is just say, I need you to come through. Uh, come through. That's it. Just got to say, come through, oh, and I got you. And I want to thank your you listeners <laughs> for taking the time to hear me out and go and research what, what I've done up to this point. And, um, you know, be a part of the movement. Yes. Be a part of the solution. Be a part of the village yes. and help empower these young people so that this way we are able to function on a higher level and we are able to make sure that we won't have to worry about anything. Oh, yes, yes, definitely, definitely. So, beloveds, I'm, I'm gonna, um, I will be back after this short commercial break and we're going to do our, our affirmations on this, on this Freedom Friday and everything. But again, Ms. J, I thank you for coming through. And and matter of fact, when y'all check out Ms. J video, <laughs> when y'all check out her video for real hip hop, you're gonna see my book yes, actually indeed. in the video. So Ms. J, I thank you for that, for giving me those props and giving that shout out. You see my book, the, the hip hop proverbs Absolutely. in the video. And and that that was a big big up for me, man. That just put a big smile on my face. There's up. also an episode on hip hop for justice where I actually use your book for my segment, and I um I I, I promote it, but I also you know read a passage and and, and actually go into depth yes. about you know yes. how it connects to us as a people and and what we're trying to accomplish as a community. Yes, thank, thank you, thank my you. brother, and I so yes, appreciate so. you, and I appreciate your listeners. <laughs> Yes, so definitely get in contact with Half Pint. Check out her song right here, Spotify listeners. Y'all can just hit hit the hit the hit the link right there, and you get the song and its full essence and everything like that. It's called Real Hip Hop. Check out the video on YouTube. You will yes. definitely love it. Okay, so Miss J, I thank you again, and I want you to have a blessed blessed day on this Freedom Friday, and I'll talk to you real soon. And uh, thank you. Salute to everyone listening and salute to you, my brother. I appreciate it. You are listening to Power Me Up Radio Talk 24-7. The station with heart on iHeart. Now, let's get back to inspiring conversation. Powered by Radio International. Once again, I'd like to thank Miss Cassandra Jackson Middleton, aka Half Pint, and I truly, truly appreciate her. I call her Miss J, y'all, because I know her for a long time. I call her Miss J, but uh, I truly want to thank her for being on the morning coffee and dropping those nuggets and those jewels onto us, and uh, letting you know that you know with your perseverance um, and how education is is a key is a key component to getting you from where you are to where you need to be in life 
So I truly appreciate that. And beloveds, I just want to just connect on, on a couple of things that that uh, Miss J was saying about, you know, when she started out, you know, as an athlete and everything in school and then and when she was approached by the bomb squad, uh, Hank and, and and Keith Shockley and, and say, Hey, come come get down with this and be part of this rap group and, and this and she actually saw that opportunity. And I talk to you guys all the time about when opportunity knocks, you open that door, you welcome opportunity in. You you say the opportunity, you know, come on in opportunity, uh uh have a seat opportunity. Can I get you something to drink? Make a meal for your opportunity. Matter of fact, I'm gonna put you in the spare room opportunity to stay for a while, bring some friends. And that's exactly what Miss J did. When opportunity arose, she stepped up and allowed opportunity to come into her life and everything came in full circle. And that's what I mean about allowing opportunity to about welcoming opportunity into your life. So beloveds, we're going to say our affirmations today and uh, we're going to take our deep breaths so we can, uh, so we can bring the oxygen to our minds, body, and spirits. And on this freedom Friday. So uh, let's take our deep breaths, beloveds and uh, clear our minds, our bodies, and our spirits. Okay, breathe in. Hold it, hold it, hold it. Breathe out. Extend it, extend it, extend it, extend it. Breathe in. Hold it, hold it, hold it. Breathe out. Extend it, extend it, extend it, extend it. One more time, beloveds. Breathe in. Hold it, hold it, hold it. Breathe out. Extend it, extend it, extend it, extend it. Today, on this Freedom Friday, today is the day that I take the first steps into having the right mindset. Today is the day that I step forward and take full responsibility of my dreams and step into my truth so I can be of service. Today is the day that I look to my inner strength and my faith in God to get me through the toughest times of my life so I can persevere. Today is the day that I stand up and declare my day of freedom. Today is the day that I take all necessary approaches to be free. Today is the day that I ask God to walk with me as I take this path onto freedom. Today is the day that I am my own bodyguard. Today is the day I am my own bodyguard. Beloved, that's your affirmation for the day. I want you to take that with you to work, school, or play. Remember, I love each and every one of you. It's not a damn thing you can do about it. Y'all have a blessed, blessed Freedom Friday. And you take today, today, to step out and be the person that God intended you to be. Okay, beloveds, slide into my DM, God Jazzy Rainey, on Instagram. Tell me how you like the show today. Tell me what you like about Miss J. Tell me what you learned today. 
tell me, just just talk to me. Messenger me. Sign into my DM. My God, Jazzy Rainey. Hit the button. Hit the like button. Share the show. Tell a friend to tell a friend so we can keep coming back and doing this again and again and again and again. I love you all. Bless you. <laughs> Have a blessed day, y'all. Peace. Thank you.